Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. This week I talked to Aziza. She's nine years old and lives in the UK with her mum, dad and younger brother. She loves to ask questions and really wants to know what came first, the chicken or the egg. We're going to build the thinking skill of analytics. Analytical skills are high in demand. We live in a data-rich world and the ability to process and make sense of it all will help children navigate through it. A close cousin of this are logic and coding skills, which will power the applications of tomorrow and are increasingly taught in schools. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Ziza, I have a question here for you on analytics. And the question is, what is an algorithm? What is an algorithm? I do not know. So have you heard that word before, algorithm? No. Not at all? Okay, that's fine. Um, essentially, it's one of these very fancy words that means something very simple. <laughs> um, and you'll probably hear it more and more from time to time. Um, it's used a lot in computers. It's used a lot in coding. Do you do any coding at school? do some coding at school. So if you think back to some of your coding classes, um, did they ever use the word algorithm? No. No? Okay, that's, that's fine. So listen, very, very simply put, an algorithm is just a sequence of instructions to get something done, right? It's a, it's a series of steps to get something done. Um, so look, I'll give you an example, right? And I'll ask you some questions as well. So let's say that you're about to go out. Um, perhaps to the park, okay? What, what do you have to do before you can leave the house? 
you have to put your shoes on and you have to check the weather to see what to wear and and you have to uh, open the door. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And there's, there's probably more things, but we can keep it simple. Those, those three, put shoes on, check the weather, open the door. Um, what order would you do that in? I would do it, uh, um, check the weather to know what clothes to put on, and then put your shoes on, and if you need to, put your coat on, and then open the door. Love it, love it. Okay, so check the weather, and then depending on if it's rainy or sunny, I suppose, uh, pick the right shoes, wear a coat if you need to, and then and then open the door and then and then leave. Um, you you just made an algorithm for going to the park. That's an algorithm. That's amazing. It's a great example. Because you just said there's a series of things I need to do, X and then Y and then Z. I need to check weather. I need to put clothes on. I need to open the door. And and. More than that, you had some what is what they call if then logic. So you know, if it's raining, then put my coat on as well. Or if it's sunny, then don't take a coat because it depends on the weather, right? Um, so you had that as well, which is the other part of an algorithm. It's a series of steps, but it's also um, some steps that can go. You can have different steps based on what happened in the previous step. So it's like a set of instructions. Right. It's exactly what it is. It's a set of instructions. And it's used everywhere. It's used everywhere in uh, computers, in software. It's used all over the place, actually, which is why I suppose I'm, I'm talking to you about it now. And, it, and it's going to become even more important in the future as we have all sorts of artificial intelligence you heard of that phrase before, artificial intelligence? No. No? Um, so you know robots, right? You know what robots are? Yeah. Yeah. So what is, what is a robot? A robot is like a human, but it's made from metal and it is not a human. Okay, and uh, this robot, this, this thing that's made of metal, what, what can it do? It can walk and talk and pick things up and nearly everything that we can do. Okay, and um, how do humans tell the robot what to do? Uh, the, it would only listen to the owner or there would be a remote control for, or it could be voice activated or have a switch. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, you can uh, switch it on, remote control. Um, let's think of an example though. Let's, let's say there was a robot that could um, uh, make a sandwich for us, okay? Let's say there's a robot that can make a sandwich for us. Um, and let's say you had to pre-program this robot, right? So you just pressed a button that said, make me a cucumber sandwich. Um, 
so you you know you weren't controlling it all the time you weren't controlling it to go get the bread and controlling it to get the cheese and no you just pressed a button and it, and it made a sandwich for you um what what are all the things that would have to be in that program in order for the robot to to know how to go and make the sandwich you would need to code it mhm so you could you could so there could be like buttons everywhere and you have to press instructions like uh like get bread and then put cucumbers on top of the bread and put another slice of bread on top and put it on a plate and then right yeah so what have you just described by the way what you just said instructions yeah which is a uh, what was the word i introduced you to <laughs> begins with an A. That's all I can remember that it was begins with an A. An owl. Owl. An algorithm. A. An algorithm. Say it off to me. An algorithm. 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 Good stuff. Yeah. So you just described the algorithm to make a sandwich. Right. Um, so get the bread, cut the cucumber, get some cheese, get a plate, and, and so on. Um, so if we were programming a robot to make a sandwich for us, we would write this code, as you said, and we'd give it this algorithm that we just talked about, and we'd say this is the algorithm to make a sandwich. And that's obviously a very very simple example, but that kind of thing is happening more and more and more. As robots getting smarter and smarter and smarter, you know, because in in the future, um, maybe a way off in the future, but in the future, you might even go to a robot um, who can who can fix you if there's something wrong with you, like a doctor. Yeah, so this robot would have to figure out what's wrong with you to begin with, and then and then give you the right medicine, um, and then uh, you know check your blood. Pressure and take some other kind of vital signs like that. They have to do all these different things, which is obviously very, very. That's much more complicated, isn't it, than make a sandwich? Yeah. But um, but they'd use algorithms to do that, right? And that's why um, I think everybody will know what algorithms are within a few years, because they're just so important to technology of the future. And the, the the lesson here actually is um, is less about coding about this is exactly how to write it. It's more about thinking. Okay, it's more about thinking in that in that structured and sequenced way. Because as you rightly said, an algorithm is is um, a series of instructions. Yeah, different steps to take. And so, what humans are you know going to have to be really good at is thinking. Well, what are the steps, right? For for anything that we want this robot to do, what what are those steps? And sometimes it'd be really simple, like make a sandwich, <laughs> like you know, get the bread, get the cheese, get a plate, or like going to the park, you know, check the weather, put your shoes on, open the door. Those are really, really simple, right? But sometimes they get really, really complicated. Like um, look at this patient in a hospital and tell me what's wrong with them, and then fix them. That's very complicated. Um, but uh, but it's good to for humans to be able to 
think really clearly about what are the steps involved? What should we write in this algorithm in order to get something done? So let's maybe think of a more complicated example to, to test that. Um, let's see. Do you, do you ride a bikes, Aziza? Yeah. Ride a bicycle? Okay. So um, what is the algorithm for riding a bike? Um, sit on the bike and put your feet on the pedals and hold the bars at the front. And then you have to... Uh, so wait, I'd fall off based yeah. on what you just said. I've got both my feet on the pedal. I've got oh, both my hands uh, on the pedal. No. fall off. No, put one foot on one of the pedals and then you have to push it forward and wait for the other one to come up so you can put your foot on it. And then if you keep doing that same thing, it will start moving and you have to hold on tightly. And if you're going downhill and, and then to stop it, you have to hold down the brakes, which are the things next to the handlebars. Okay, okay, very good. So I, I really like how you talked about getting the bike to move to begin with, because that is the complicated bit, isn't it? <laughs> You've got one foot on the ground, one foot on the pedal, you're trying to get a bit of forwards movement without falling off. Um, what about turning the corner? Say you needed to turn left. Oh, so you could, uh, so it's like when you're driving a car, which I've never done before. When you drive a car, you turn the wheel to the to the side you want to go and for a bike you just turn the handles that way and then the rest of the bike will follow it okay is that the only thing you do when turning left just turning the handlebars and you have to keep pedaling and you have to look that way to look that way fair enough you want to look where you're going and you have to keep pedaling of course otherwise you'll start slowing down um, what about the way you lean, the way your body You have leans? to lean towards the way you want to go. And if someone's in your way, you have to ring the bell, which is the circle thingy with a metal like thing on it. You right. have to push it down. Right, right. Okay, no, very good. Very good. I think there's a... Um, the important steps in that algorithm. Um, but you see how it can get quite complicated quite quickly, right? With something yeah. as simple as riding a bike and turning left, <laughs> all these things to have to consider. And so you do this just naturally because it's in your head, right? But if you're getting a robot to do it and you're programming the robot and you're writing their code and you're putting it into an algorithm to get this robot to ride a bike, you have to think about all this stuff, right? You have to tell it all this stuff. And you have to think in a very, very clear way. Because if you think about it wrong, it's going to fall over, right? Like at the beginning, if you have two feet on the pedal and two feet on, <laughs> two hands on the handlebars, you're going to fall over, right? <laughs> things, things like that. So that's the, that's the skill to develop for, for humans to get but, them better uh, robots. But you would only fall off if you don't have stabilizers and you have both feet in the pedals and hey. you're holding down the brake. So look, great, great point, right? That's, um, 
back to like the if then thing I was talking about at the beginning. So you might say, look, if the bike has stabilizers, then you can put both feet on the pedal at the same time. But if the bike does not have stabilizers, then you have to put just one foot on the pedal and keep one foot on the ground to begin with. Yeah, so good, good point, Aziza. And, um, and really well done. Um, you, you did not know that word algorithm, but we talked through it and now I think you understand it about the series of instructions and how essentially it's what humans program into robots to get them to do some really cool stuff. And, uh, and as robots get more and more sophisticated, they'll do um, more and more complex things, but it all boils down to what is the algorithm that's driving that? So good stuff, Cesar. Well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.